Welcome to the Buck Hook Podcast. From the shallow waters of the lower Laguna Madre to the deep blue waters of the Gulf of Mexico and the thick mesquite brush of South Texas. Follow along as the Buck Hook crew take you on their outdoor adventure. And now, here's your host, Jason Saldivar. What's going on, Buck Hook Nation? Glad y'all are tuning in to another episode of the Buck Hook Podcast. The crew and I are coming at you live from Houston, Texas. We have a special guest today sitting next to us. This one's going to be interesting, guys, so y'all stay tuned. But before we do get started, I'll let the guys introduce themselves. What's going on, guys? This is Captain Caveman. What's going on, guys? Scuba here. What's going on, guys? This is Willie. What's going on? This is Matt. Today's guest is a talented craftsman from Houston, Texas. He has been mastering the art of crafting fishing rods for the past four years, despite his young age of 24. With a passion for saltwater fishing, his dedication and skills have set him apart in the world of rod making, creating high-quality pieces that cater to the needs of avid anglers. His journey is a testament to his commitment to the craft and his drive to excel in the realm of saltwater fishing equipment. Our friend here utilizes a combination of high-quality materials to craft his fishing rods, ensuring durability, performance, and precision. He carefully selects materials to create rods that are not only sturdy, but also responsive and comfortable for saltwater fishing enthusiasts. By integrating these top-notch materials into his craftsmanship, he ensures that each fishing rod he creates is a masterpiece tailored to enhance the fishing experience. So with that said, I'll let Willie introduce him. Yeah, for sure. So this guy, man, I met him like about three years ago through another good, really good friend of mine, uh, Moy from Yellow Mouth Fishing. So my friend Moy was using this like badass freaking rod, right? And I asked him like, hey, where did you get that rod? And he said, dude, you got to try it or whatever. You know, this is from Nick Vega. So that's our special guest for today, Nick Vega. Long story short, let me tell you a little bit about him. He always supported the lower valley with his rods. Like I said, Moy and some other guys from, from the valley, they were the first ones that jumped in his team. And I started hanging out with him, and Nick, like, put me under his wing, you know, with his rods. And, I mean, I appreciate that, Nick. I never told you that, but this is the first time. So you want to tell us something about Nick Vega and the, the rods and all that? Yeah, so we started, we started back in, right in the beginning of COVID. So 2020, I was... Well, I'm 24 now, so I was 20 years old at that point. Um, but yeah, we just started. I learned, learned on YouTube one day, and I was kind of bored sitting at the house. Uh, went over to the local tackle shop, FTU, and bought all the stuff to start building rods. Probably spent <clears throat> maybe $300. And just started learning, just learning on YouTube. Um, started building for myself. So it so was I, like a blank string, blue it was, yeah, rings. It was seafoam thread. It was an FTU rod blank. I think it was some silver or some, no, it wasn't the recoil. It was probably just the regular stainless guides and built my first rod. And I made like four or five trips back to FTU that day. I just, I, I kept having to go buy stuff and I didn't buy everything, the, all the right stuff at the right time. So I made the first rod probably that night. I mean, I st- stayed up till like two o'clock in the morning building it, threw it on the dryer, mixed the epoxy. So the epoxy, you have to like just, it's a 50-50 mix and you have to, I mean, that's to be, Really, uh, you have to be very precise with the mixing. Right, yeah. And so if you don't mix it right, 
doesn't cure. It would always stay wet. Stay wet, yeah. So the first one I made stayed wet. It's probably still wet to this day. Oh, but that's <laughs> still wet. You want to check on it? <laughs> hey, it's, oh, it's gonna stay wet too. So no, it was uh yeah. So it's built that one. I actually still fished with it. I went out and caught a sheep's head very first time, and I was like, wow, well, this is kind of nice. It's put my own logo on it, and it spelled out just said Vega rods like super long. It was like five inches long, and and um, but yeah, I did that and. Immediately, I started getting my buddies like, "Hey, build me a rod, build me a rod." And these rods, I mean, looking back on them now, trash. Like it was <laughs> no good. And you they still they're still out, no? they're still out there. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of them still out there. All my buddies still use them. I'm like, oh my god, dude, come on! Like, I know I can build you a better rod right now. And they're like, "No, nah, man, I want to use this one." But yeah, I started doing that, and then started posting on Instagram, and got a couple guys here locally, and then I started selling on like Facebook Marketplace and like let go. Kind of started doing that, and my order started coming in slowly, and. During COVID, everybody started going outside. So, I mean, the fishing industry grew like 500% that year. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody started going outside. You couldn't find a boat. Boat were like on two-year waits. Rods started going like crazy. So, I just got into it at the right time. But I knew that the best market to be in was down south. So, we're from Houston. Have a bunch of family down in Harlingen. And um, started connecting with some guys like Captain Raul. He took me fishing down there when I was like 14. Reached out to him, built him a couple of rods. Um, then I met, I think it was Ivan first. Is the first guy that yeah. I met. Um, he reached out and got a rod from us. And then Mo slowly came after. Anthony with Laguna Life came after. Then you came shortly yeah. after that and ordered some for the Wing Barn guys too. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. think it was some uh, customs. Yeah, I remember those like black with red and yellow splatter on them, with a Wingbarn logo on it. As the Wingbarn well. logo, and so I remember, I remember talking to you. I was already in my apartment, and uh, you called me that day, and it was like, "Yeah, let's get some rods done." So, but yeah, long story short, man, we just started off of Instagram and started rock and rolling since then. So, not bad. That's what's up, man. And so with the fishing, I mean, you make rods, right? Yep. How did you first get into fishing before the rods, you know, were even a, a yeah. thought in your head? Yeah, so my dad. My dad is the one that got me into it, and he wasn't even the biggest fisherman either. Um, we actually started watching YouTube together, and there's this guy here locally catching flounder. And me and my dad went out there and just started slaying flounder during the flounder run. We get a really big run here in Galveston mm -hmm. during the fall. I mean, we were going out there catching limits every single day and probably like i think my best that year was like a 24 inch flounder wow. which is pretty big um started doing that and i was around i want to say i was probably like 10 or 11 and we'd go wade fishing but then we'd also make trips back down south and we'd go fishing over there at the um the koa in south padre right there where the old pier used to be what's whatever's left of it yeah i <laughs> right. saw it burn down yeah. i was down there when it did that DJ was there that night. <laughs> oh, he's the reason why it burned down, right? <laughs> he's too hot. <laughs> but that was you going back down there? Yeah, so we'd make trips down there. I mean, all my family lives down there. We used to have a condo down on in the island, and um, we'd probably go down. I'd spend all Christmas, all spring break down there, so weeks at a time. Um, I stayed down there for probably about a good year when I was younger with my aunt. Plenty um, of fishing. Not at that time, dude. I didn't even know like you could catch fish down there probably till I was like 12 or 13. Later I on. didn't know anything about the bay. And all we would do is go to the beach, go surf fishing, go to the rocks, go to the jetties. My grandpa would take me out there to, uh, there's another RV park back in the back. Um, Blanca? I think so. Take us back there and there's some rocks back there that you can go on Perfect. and do all that type of stuff. So we'd go back there, catch piggy perch and gaff top and an occasional flounder. 
I didn't know there was any fishing down there and probably until I was like, yeah, 12 or 13. And then it just clicked. Like I was new, like I knew like down there when I wanted to start selling rods, like that's the place you have to be. And we already had connections down there. I'd go down there on a guided trip every now and then. My uncles, cousins, all that still fish. But yeah, no, we'd go fishing down there quite often. So um, when we started building rods, and we didn't sell too many rods here at first. Yeah, we'd sell the local rods like on Facebook Marketplace and and let go. And I was I was a grinder, man. We'd post pictures, we'd ship them out. We I'd meet guys like at midnight in parking lots to give them their rods. And it was no, I'd probably and, shouldn't have been doing that. And at this time, I mean. Th- were you making a profit yet? Or no, I mean, no, 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 right? no. It was, uh, I mean, we were, I was making enough to maintain on. the building. Yeah, At buying, that time, yeah. it was hard to come by blanks. That's when, like, the whole world shut down. Like, you couldn't get stuff from China, which is where most of the rod companies come from, or rod components come from. So I was going to FTU, and most of these blanks were on back order for, like, six months. So I was piecing them together from, like, different stores and different websites. So I was buying anything I sold. I was buying more supplies. And which was very smart on my part. But I mean, I was using the money to go out and I was still young. I was 20, 21 at the time. And, um, Dude, and right now he's still, how old are you right now? I'm 24. He's 24. 24. Yeah, I was born in uh, 99. Oh, wow. So, what? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> 24. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and I'm a, a young, young guy. Matt, Matt the Cat is, what, 23? Yeah. Turn 24 in a couple weeks. There so. you go. I think you got a pretty nice little birthday present over there sitting in the corner. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Matt. Uh, I mean, Willie. We went out to the port um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We, we we've been going out a lot, right? Um, and even this summer, Willie joined us for the first time on a snapper run, mm-hmm. and he brought a few rods, and they were all Vega rods, yeah. right? And he brought this super light rod, and he's like, "Bro, uh, this is a really good rod. I don't give a crap if it breaks, but I want to catch a big ass snapper." He on knows it. a guy if it breaks. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what he told me. He's like, "This guy hooks me up with rods. You know what I mean?" So. I want to put him to the test. And yep. so uh, that day, dude, you know, he was catching flounder. I mean, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, snapper, snapper after bro. snapper after snapper. And he couldn't break that rod. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was very impressive. And so at the port, we've been hooking on to a lot of uh, snook, snook lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, same thing. He had a bait caster uh, rod. And yep. I mean, that thing, dude, can't believe how light they are. Yeah. No, they're the technology now on these rod blinks is, is crazy. They're super light, but they're super powerful. And so... The stuff that we're using, I mean, there's no, it's no secret what we're using, but we just try to build it the right way. And there's a certain way you have to build a rod to be able to have its full capability, basically. I mean, you got to have them on spine. You have to use the right components. You got to balance it out correctly. And it's and I didn't learn this on my own. I have there's five, six guys at the shop that taught me basically everything along with YouTube. And we have connections now to some of the best rod builders in the world, probably and a lot of them work in the shop that we're at probably some of the best rod builders in the state of texas or from here to florida so it's not just me i can't make all i can't take all the credit for it i mean yeah i did get it started i did do a bunch of stuff but no like alex and andrew and clay and miss kim like and russell and tyler they're they teach me some of the stuff that i that's why we're so ahead right now is because those guys are sitting right next to me on a daily basis i build rods from nine to five monday through friday and Alex at Sistex, he used to work at All Star back in the day. And Shrimp Tail Specials, all that type of stuff. He worked there. They're all built here in Houston. And so, um, yeah, he just knows so much stuff. He's building rod, been re- building rods since the 80s. So having that guy to my left-hand side every day, I couldn't ask for – I mean, I'm just truly blessed, honestly. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I can relate because, like, with these guys, you know what I mean? They're, mm-hmm. they're the same way. Like, tell myself, 
you got to sit with them, not in front exactly. of them, not behind them. Like, you know, exactly. we are a one. And like, without them, Buckhook wouldn't be shit, dude. I wouldn't have offshore stories. I wouldn't have yep. fucking bay fishing stories. I wouldn't have like cooking the, stories. Yeah, I was going to say like the most of my reels that get like a shitload of video. I mean, a shitload of views and whatnot is uh, Big Papa Scuba over here <laughs> doing this thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it, um, what, what's great is that we've been friends for a very long time. I mean, me and DJ since... 15 years? Yeah, I mean, wow. well, me and DJ like 20-something years. Nice. You know what I mean? So like yeah. it's, uh, it, go, it goes back to having the right team. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's all about team. I mean, even with the pro staff guys, I mean, at the beginning, it they, was, I mean, Willie down south was like Willie, Moe, Ivan, Aaron, um, I don't want to leave anybody out. Who else is out in there? Trevor at the time. Anthony. Anthony. Um, dude, those guys started pushing rods like crazy, and they were going on the lives. Do y'all remember the Yellow Mouth Lives that were going on back yeah, at that very, time? Yeah, very successful. Every Tuesday, man, everybody yeah. was hopping in. They'd be like 70, 80 people at a time, and so that's how we got our name out there. And looking back on it now, and that was only, what, like two years ago, three years ago? Two, two and a half. Well, bro, yeah. when you say that, you started this 20 years old, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're only 24. I exactly, mean, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, your future looks bright. I, you I hope so, continue doing man. what I you're mean, doing. I mean, there's, I mean, I, I go to, I mean, this is my job, so I go to work every morning with a smile on my face. Not too many people can do that. And so I'm really grateful. I mean, I, when I started this in April, I was ready to go to the police academy at, league city pd and all the stuff happened that covid closed down that class and what else happened the riots and all that were happening it wasn't so appealing to be a cop it anymore. was not appealing to be a cop and we started doing this and i got offered a pretty good gig and i was like i think we're gonna ride out with this and it just shot up from there i was it's all right time right place it's who you know and stuff like that too. and now it's your full-time job full-time job monday through friday nine to five hey brother yeah. you mentioned your team um, I, I did see uh, you had a, a, a very large team at the your booth. Yeah. Um, how did this c start as in the team? Like yeah. who, the components that you put together, did they come afterwards or uh, you started looking for these people? I didn't look for anybody. I was, I was honestly found. Okay. So it all started, I mean, I was building the rods and like three months into it, I get a phone call from somebody and it was a mutual friend that was wanting some swordfish rods built to go offshore, go deep drop for shorts and deep drop for grouper and stuff like that. And I was, I wasn't interested. I didn't know. I didn't even know you can catch a swordfish in Texas. And so I was like, no, man, I'm going to pass. I don't want to build this thing. I don't know how to build it. Um, it's a lot of money. I mean, one of those rods can go for a thousand dollars. I was like, I'm just not comfortable with it. Um, he kept asking me, kept asking me and kind of pushed him off. And then he reached out to me one day and said, Hey man, I got this guy I need to talk to. Um, they build rods too, and they need some help. Like, you mind if I give them your number? I was like, yeah, man, go for it. Great opportunity. And that's when uh, Tyler Hass and Russell Hass. It's a father son. Um, Russell's retired. He just retired from Chili's, the main food or the Chili's restaurants. And Tyler was a project manager, but they were building rods on the side for offshore. And I had a phone call with them, and I remember I was building a rod for one of my buddies, and I was looking forward to this call. And I was working at Cabela's at the time, so. I mean, wasn't the best pay, but I was still young, so I was just doing it for fun. Um, and the discount. Discount was phenomenal. <laughs> Jesus. I wish I was still there, honestly. 50% off half the store. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. But, uh, yeah, no, Cabela's is a great company to work for. I will say that. But, uh, but no, so, yeah, so I got a call from Tyler, and he's like, hey, man, like, we need some help. Like, would you mind coming to work with us part-time? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. So 
very quickly part-time turned to full-time and got hired on with those guys. And it was only me and Russell in the shop, not Monday through Friday, nine to five. And, um, so quickly started working with those guys and I was building their rods and I was building my rods on the side, which they were cool with. But one of the best benefits and probably one of the key things that happened with starting Vega was they offered me their wholesale discount to where I can buy all my rod components. So I went from building a rod for like, let's say like 125 bucks and selling it for like 150. So I made like 25 bucks off a rod. So I was working with them and I was only building rods for like three months. I remember that phone call. Tyler was like, hey, do you know how to build a rod? And like, how long have you been doing it for? I was like, oh, dude, like I've been building rods for like two years. And so, I three mean, three months. Hey, at that time, it was only three months. <laughs> and uh, so, hey, like, you yeah, man. play it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, make I it you make it, buddy. Exactly. Dude. Which we, I mean, we did quite a bit of that in the beginning, man. You got to, you got to look like you know what you're doing. And, and so, yeah, Tyler called me and he's like, yeah, man, come work for us. And so, I did that. And so, I was building their rods. And like, I went from building like these trout rods to like swordfish rods and tuna rods. And I was like, they're rods that you don't want to make. They're really easy to make, but, dude, I didn't even know you can go catch this stuff in, yeah. in Texas, which is crazy. And so at that time, Check and Bottom was still relatively new. I think they are only, like, two years old at that point, but they were just building for guys, like, at the local marinas and stuff like that. Or we were selling some rods out of state. And uh, so it was just, yeah, me and Russell all day just building rods and harpoons and gaffs, and I would go home. I'd work there from 9 to 5, and I'd go home, take a break, and I was still in school, too. I was in college. And so I would stop. I'd come home, hang out with the with a girlfriend at the time, and now fiance. So yeah. hang out with her Ooh. and um, just kind of like chill for an hour, and then go right to go building bay rods. Up. Yeah. So and I had like we had this apartment with like a kitchen and all that, but like the the formal dining room was just like my rod building room. And so, which I don't know how she let me do that. I'm thankful she did. I saw that but, on one of the first lives. Yeah. From Yellowmouth Fishing, Nick was there in his apartment. Yeah. And he has all his setup and. It was pretty badass nah, to see dude, it. I, I, w- I mean, I wish I could go back there sometimes. It was like I'd pop on a podcast and build rods for like five hours. It was super fun. But like, I'd build like, so yeah, I'd come home and like build till like two o'clock in the morning and then get up and build rods again in the morning. And then the order started coming in and that's when we were starting to get big down south. And so started building rods, building rods. And then um, check and bottom started getting like really, really popular. And we started selling rods to, like, the mall dives, To We sold some to, like, Spain, the Jerusalem, Australia, Hawaii, California, Florida, everywhere. How was how was your rod getting out? My rod? Like, yeah. the Vega rod? Yeah, like, how, how were or the rods that you were selling in Spain? And- Shit, I mean, it was just word of mouth at that time. Instagram, oh, wow. Instagram plays a big key in this business. It's all networking. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I mean... We're talking, I'm talking to guys, I had a guy come to the fishing show and buy some rods that he lives in Panama, and he came specifically to come talk to us and check about them, and so that's what, I mean, the reach that we guys, that we have and that you guys are going to have, it's crazy, you don't know who's watching, and so, but yeah, so check and bottom, I mean, started blowing up and went from just me working there, I was the first official employee there, to having Andrew come in, and then after Andrew, we had another guy named Brett, and then KC, and we now we have seven employees over there working full time. We all have great jobs. We do that Monday through Friday, but in the middle of that, Vega Rides got big, and so I mean, big enough to where it I couldn't be its own company exactly. Yeah, and so I was basically running a side company from like five till one o'clock in the morning, and it was a pretty decent. I mean, I was making probably 20, 30 rods a week at that time. But I was buying all my stuff through Check and Bottom. They were like, hey, man, like, 
we can't keep hiding this anymore. Like, we can't su- help you support because it's going to look weird on our books and all that. And I was like, okay. So they sat me down. They're like, hey, let's just uh, kind of go in at this together. And they wanted to do inshore rods. And they're like, well, we'll just absorb you and you just work with us. And they offered me a killer deal. And I was like, yeah, let's work. I mean, I, I think I thought about it for like half a day. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so it makes that, sense. Exactly. It was just, I want to keep this going. I want to see how far it goes. I don't want to look at it and be like, damn, like what could have happened if we if we took the deal? But I was like, dude, let's just do it. I mean, I'm young enough to where if I need to go get another career after, right. I'll be oh, yeah. 25, 26. I, I don't want to know like what the money deal was and stuff, but like what was, what is the partnership like? Check and bottom owns ex- Vega. Explain. Okay. Check and bottom owns Vega. Um, I still run it. I mean, I deal with a thing from, I order all the parts. I deal with pro staff. I deal with vendors, everything. Now I'm dealing with all the inshore reels that we're stocking. I talked to the vendors with the guys at Bait, Shimano, Daiwa. Um, but yeah, no, Check and Bottom owns it 100%. So it is now Vega by Check and Bottom. If you notice on the rods, we made the switch about a year ago to where it says Vega rods, but underneath it, it says Check and Bottom Outfitters too. Okay. So... Yeah, so we're all one big company now. If you went and saw the booth today at the show, it goes from left to right. It goes offshore, surf rods, all the way down to bay rods. But bay rods are really, they're doing really good, man. It's honestly, I mean, I I look back on it now and it's like we grew so much in like three years. Being able to be with those guys like Waterloo and Sarge and H&H and all those guys underneath the same roof and we're still selling quite a a bit, it's just such a big honor. Yeah, and it's... with us, you know what I mean? Like, our base system yep. is mainly, you know, light tackle. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. In that last episode when we were talking with Mark, uh, Captain Mark Villarreal, yep. we were, you know, we were mentioning how there's not that many people that do offshore fishing or know what the, you know, what is offered in our Gulf, dude. Yeah. You know, we have a buddy of ours, George Brown, that does spear fishing out. You yep. know, the guy can dive yeah, over 100 feet. Yeah, we've talked feet, to that guy as you know well. I mean? he's, he's nice. You know what I mean? DJ is... More than anything, more than like duck hunting, more than all anything he does is he, he's an avid offshoreman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's it's pretty badass, dude. That you guys got you know s- yeah. something for everybody. Yeah, dude. We have I mean, we have ice rods in Nebraska. We have fly rods in Montana. Um, we have rods in Cancun. We have Panama. I mean, just pretty. We've touched a lot of the world so far in five years, which is very cool to see. And they send us videos and stuff like that. and But the best thing about it is, like, they're creating memories with the product that we're selling them. That goes way farther than anything else. Right. So that's pretty cool. And so tell us, I mean, what's what's your favorite rod to build? <laughs> favorite one? 6.8. Medium. Light. Nah. Casting or spinning? Casting. I'd go casting. 6.8. Medium light. But my favorite rod right now is our new RTX. It's a carbon graphite mixed rod. Oh, dude, it's so nice. We've a couple of my guys here locally in Galveston, Tanner uh, Tanner Baguette and Taylor Torres. We went out and fished a tournament. And we were testing out these rods, and we're we sat in this one cove here in Galveston and probably caught hundred redfish that day. And we were just all kind of and it was super sensitive. The bite was weird. It was like they kind of just kind of just pick it up and hold it in their mouth, but you could just feel it automatically. The rods performed great. They were, they're all good sized redfish. I mean, the biggest one that day was right at nine pounds, 28 inches. I mean, perfect tournament redfish. Well, of course, the guys that weighed in behind us with two 10 pound 
Redfish with the K Wiggler guys. Mr. Larry Higgins and Jody Morrison that came in first place. I was like, ugh. But it happens. But no, the RTX right now, by far my favorite rod. I know I'm biased. Like, it's probably one of the nicest rods I've held, for sure. And me and the guy at the shop probably been designing it about a year. So. And we are here at the Houston Fishing Show right now, right? And so you guys started, I think it was Thursday was the first day? Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday was yeah. the first day. And you almost sold out. Yeah, no, we're, we're pretty close. I think there's one left. And I'm trying to save that from Aaron Gonzalez for Light Tackle Brothers. But if somebody walks in tomorrow and buys it, I got to build them another build one. Them so, in. no, we came with several. I think we came with like 15 or 20 of them. And I wasn't expecting them to move so fast because we didn't get to promote them. We didn't get finished building them until Monday. Of last week, or no, this week, I guess. This week. And, um, but yeah, no, they moved really good. As soon as they started getting put in people's hands and like kind of moving around the show, we started having a lot more people come in. Like Aaron took his down to Jerry from Jersey and he came back. He's like, dude, I want one like tomorrow. And I was like, nice. Yeah. So I think Jerry's gonna go ahead and get one and just a couple other guys, man. And it was all word of mouth and Facebook and Instagram. And, and that's just because, uh, again, like, he, like he said, like he just finished. You know, building this rod, um, even though there's a, it was a whole year process, yeah. right, of testing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you also are launching a, a line, right, of different yeah. different rods. You so want to talk a little bit about that? This year was the first year that we kind of had to do this. Because at first, we were kind of building just, like, whatever you want or whatever this guy wants. And now, it, and the guys are calling us back, like, hey, man, would you build us? I'm like, oh, man, I don't remember. We don't have it on the books. So now we started rolling out with, like, the series. So now we have... The RTX, we had the Platinums, which are all carbon. Um, we had the Titles, which are coming out in about two months. We only brought a couple of them to the show, but that's all we can get our hands on at the moment. Um, we have the LM Lights, which are dedicated to the guys down south. So LM stands for the Guna Madre. The Guna Madre. And then, but Seafoam Green Blank. And now we offered in black, but uh, that's kind of what we we're kind of going after. And it's been, a, it's been a good success. People are coming in asking for the Platinums and RTXs, so... It's pretty nice. We didn't think it was going to be that good, so we're excited. Playboy Matt just bought a, a rod. Sure um, did. I, I believe it was a 6... I think it was a 6.8 light medium? or Medium light, yeah. 6.8 medium, medium light. LM fast light, action. Black, man, man as soon as I modern fast. that rod... Dude, I fell yeah, so he uh, he <laughs> went, bought that. He also went and bought a new spinning reel uh, from his... his from our boy Trevor. Dude, from Trevor. Yeah. you know what? Yeah, we should yeah. we should put it together right now, dude. I want to feel it. In what my kind head. of is there any line on there or no? He no, bought some line not. as well. Yeah, I did buy some line too. What kind? Some, I, some guy I didn't even know the brand. Behind, behind he was supporting. Look, he was supporting. I was too excited, man. Tight line braid. <laughs> Tight line braid. P line. I couldn't tell you. Yikes. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, dude, but that but reel, the one thousand reel Florida, or the Florida fishing product. Yeah, and then with your rod, man, it's gonna yeah, be a killer. Dude. And those killer things are combo. great, dude. I mean, they're like what one hundred and fifty bucks. And then at the can, show, they were one hundred and fifty yeah. bucks. And so Trevor's been using them. I yeah. mean, he's the guy for them, and uh, he's been putting them to work, dude. dude and, you know, we, we've been noticing him. You know, on his exactly. Recording with one hand and fishing with the other dude, hand. That dude had a double hookup on a so on a solo little weights or no a little scouting session. He had two oh, rods yeah. hooked up on red. The fish. one like from a few few weeks ago yeah, or last week like, or that something was like that. Last week, yeah, that yeah. dude's an animal, man. I love that guy. But but a rod like that, you know, the rod that Matt bought. How long does it take you from start to finish to knock that thing out? An hour. Oh really? Yeah. So the reason so we have a wait time. Our wait time for a custom rod is six weeks. 
but that's just for you, us to get to your order because we'll have right, other right. orders stacked up. But yeah, no, you let's say like if Willie needs a ride like tomorrow, I can go home, start on a ride at nine o'clock and have it on the epoxy dryer probably at ten, ten thirty. Okay, I was gonna say that that's probably what t- takes the longest, right? The Is epoxy it? takes eight hours to cure, so we usually put those on either first thing in the morning, let them cure, and by the time we leave for the day, they're done. Or we let them sit. We probably epoxy them. I get done like around four o'clock. Let them sit overnight. Come in the shop the next morning and boom, they're done. But yeah, to actually put the rod together, guides, wrapping, gluing the real seats, gluing the cork, an hour max. But I do it all day, every day. So I'm pretty quick at it. Yeah. And I uh, have a, well, now DJ has it, a Waterloo rod, dude. And so when I was using it, I noticed that um, the bend on it was a little off. You know what I mean? Like the the backbone wasn't sitting right on the like it was the seat the, the seat about twenty degrees off. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it happens, man. Because there's on the on the actual guides or the real seat. Well, I guess the guides and the real seat kind of the, the same bo- thing. So when he when he was reeling, he said his whole hand was twisting. Okay, so yeah, so like, and that's nothing that it happens. Uh, some of them slip by with us, but no, Waterloo, great product. Love those guys. Jimmy's a great guy. But uh, so there's a natural bend to the rod, so it's called the spine, and so. And my question was going to be like, how do yeah. I go about next time I do purchase a mm-hmm. rod? You know, how do I? I mean, inform us on how to check a rod. It's hard to describe it. I mean, if we want to get a rod over there, I mean, man, it's probably a little bit much. But, but no. So it's called the spine of a rod. So all rods bend in a natural way. So, I mean, a cool, easy trick is it's hard to explain, but you kind of roll the blank in your hand or the rod Mm -hmm. and it's going to almost snap and kind of like twitch in a certain position. Kind of like when you're checking to play pool, the stick, but you check it on the table, make sure it's like... It rolls straight, even. Yeah. Like if you see if it's bent, you're going to see it jumping. Exactly. So, and... and Like if it's warped kind of way. Exactly. But now some of these rod blanks are coming out a little bit crooked. It happens when you mass produce rod blanks. It happens. And so that, you, that's from the factory. From right? the factory, from okay. overseas. Okay. So that's nobody's here's problem or fault. So when you get them in, there's two ways to make a rod. You either do line of sight or you do spining. If it's a straight rod, you can do spining. But if there's a bow in the rod, let's say kind of you're looking at it, it kind of breaks a little bit to the right at the end, you have to go by line of sight. If not, the guides will look like they're off and it's just not going to cast right. And so that's probably that's probably why it happened. But yeah, no, there's a natural bend to the rod, and that's why you always try to spine your rod. So whenever you're fighting a fish, you don't get that rotation in your wrist, and there's not going to be going to the right or going to the left. Yeah, so, yeah, and that's what I get, dude. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I didn't understand why. Really, exactly, it happens. Because you, it happens. I mean, when you look at the rod, the rod looks beautiful. Yeah, the beautiful you know rod. I mean? Yeah. But when you're actually fighting it, that's when you would really notice, especially like with bigger fish, you exactly. would really yeah, notice red that fish, turning you really your notice, wrist. Yeah. And but yeah, I know it happens, and it does get uncomfortable at times. But that's just one of the things. And eventually, it might pop back in the spine. It might if you catch an, if you catch a lot of fish, it'll just naturally want to bend that way. And so, but yeah, I know it happens. That's why with custom guys like how we started in the beginning, man, we were like making sure all the stuff was on spine. But I'd be able to go into the into like FTU and just go look at the rods and make sure all the rods that I was buying were straight. Now I get all my stuff ordered in, so. Some of them are on line of sight. Some of them are spines. So it just it just depends on what you get. And does it make a difference on the rod? I mean, do you prefer yeah. one or over the other? I, I'd rather spine a rod because that's the natural bend of the, of the rod. 
if you guys have ever ordered a custom rod or ever got a rod and snapped it like in the first trip, that's because it's not on spine. That means just you set the rod too quick and it just it just couldn't react fast enough, so it just snapped on too much pressure. I prefer to spine a rod. I I really look if I if someone hands me a rod, it's just I always spine it, and that's just because me. I'm in the shop all day. That's all I do is kind of check spines. But, yeah, that, that's the best way to build a rod is if you put it on the spine. And when you first started your company, mm-hmm. did you have any problems with that with customers? You know, like reaching out and saying, hey, I think this rod's a little off. Yeah. Or- and oh, You don't really see it too much with, like, the everyday guy that's going out and just buying rods. You really see it with guys that have maybe experimented with building rods. Um or you right. have guys with like just really good knowledge, like I said, guys like Wayne Davis and Cisneros and all those guys down south. Um, but yeah, not too much. I mean, the biggest thing is what what guys do the most is like when they pick up a rod, and like the first thing they do is look at the guides. That's how. That's the most important thing of the rod build process because that's the integrity of the blank and stuff like that. But uh, going back to your uh, favorite rod and yeah. the the testing behind it. Uh, maybe you can give us a little feedback on like how throughout that whole year, what type of testing and uh, what you really put that rod through. We put it through hell. Yeah. I mean, it was building, and we only tested them down here in Galveston. And so. And how many guys are testing it too? So we have Tanner, we have Taylor, um, the two guys out of Galveston, myself, the guy at the shop, Clayton Dunson. Um, great. I mean, fishes all the time, man. He's if he's not at the shop, he's fishing. And so he was testing them out, and we had a couple other guys down in Baffin checking them out. Not Baffin, sorry, Corpus. And um, but yeah, no, we would just go out and just fish all day long, and like trying to break it. Like I mean, boat flipping reds, boat flipping black Jerome, um, giving it to charter customers, which notorious for breaking rods. For breaking rods, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were even soaking croaker on it in the summertime, and it's a medium light, six eight medium light, and we're throwing chatter weights with croaker on it and we're catching a lot of fish with them not one and i'm not gonna maybe one or two might break in, in the future i'm not saying like this rod's indestructible but all seven of them that we built all seven of them are still fishing right now so except for one i was coming back from victoria one might have flew out of my boat so uh, that one's on 59 or 77 somewhere so we'll see or someone's fishing with it already probably i don't know huh? but yeah no that 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 process is just Testing them out and feeling. And these guys test out the LM lights for, I mean. And that's the first rod year. of that series? RTX, yeah. yeah. So the RTX is by itself. It's a 6.8 medium light or a 6.6 medium light, moderate fast. We got the Platinums that are 6.8 medium extra fast, 6.6 medium extra fast, and likewise the medium light fast. Then we have the LM lights, which we had to get tested down south. I mean, by testing, all they're doing is fishing with it and just telling me hey man i really like it or like let's change this let's change that um but yeah no these guys tested it for i want to say about a year about a year yeah we fished a tournament no yeah i had it for the last year tournament yeah we gave you guys some rods for that tournament but i'm we really tested them whenever whose boat it was your cousin's boat your brother-in-law with i well ivan i think on thanksgiving yeah Whenever it was your wife's oh, birthday, yeah, and you yeah, forgot. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 it was my <laughs> anniversary, uh, anniversary. Anniversary. Yeah, it was. A, was I think. Oh no, she's gonna listen to this. <laughs> it was. It was hey, but I, at least I gained some points in the past podcast. You, you know, know, but so this guy, this now guy, I'm going down. 
He shows <laughs> he shows up to the boat ramp. I mean, like dressed up, man. Like new new Bart's Bay armors. I think like new Sims, like new and jacket. A jacket. Dude, look, and a jacket. Like, she got me a just, jacket. Yeah. She, she just gave it to me before the trip. It was his anniversary. We were out there fishing on his anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and ask him how many fish dude. he caught that day. Zero. Zero, Zero bro. Typical, he, typical I did. Bro? Nah. Got, he, wa- he, <laughs> walk, he walked like for miles. He can shoot ducks. I got one. Fish. I, I got one freaking day, little yeah. freaking red, dude. And me, I think everybody else, I think that was like. The dude, I didn't, I didn't tell seen. anyone, dude. I didn't tell anyone until like maybe months later. Dude, I was like, was dude, you remember that trip? Yeah. Dude, I, my head was somewhere else, dude. Because <laughs> Michelle gave me the, like, she sent my gift with Ivan. Because we were in right there in the bull ramp, yeah. dude, at fucking 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. She's like, hey, here, your wife is sending you this. And I'm like, what the fuck? It was a gift. And then uh, there was some little note there, happy anniversary. And I hope you have a great day. And I was like, like oh, And you're like, fuck, I didn't get shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I went fishing instead we of fucking. Fish. I mean, we went fishing yeah. all day. I mean, we had, yeah. I think it was like, it was it was four guys plus we, we, we was, I was in the dog house <laughs> way for a while. We had four. We had a four. And everybody limited out besides him. <laughs> and so that was the gods thing. were yeah. punishing I you, buddy. I couldn't even concentrate, dude. I was like, my whole, my head was like. Yeah, like you I scared, to spend the whole you, you know, like, God, it you're was gonna go cold. to sleep outside. It was cold as shit that day, man, too. But that was we were fishing. Dude, we had it was a five limit. Uh, yeah. Well, Four. you all caught a five limit. Yeah, he was trying though. He <laughs> uh, was trying. He right. walked for everybody's back in the boat done, and he's, I mean, just going, yeah. man, just casting it. But there was redfish everywhere. His brother, his brother, the boat just. Payton's yeah. Bay, dude. That's my hunt, dude. I love Payton's Bay. I remember I caught all my fish on a black and gold JRZ lure that day with like a salty head jig head. And I yeah. even had like the stud 28-inch red. And, I'm and one that he didn't put in the stringer. I and dropped <laughs> the stringer, man. I dropped the stringer. So I limited out like twice because I dropped the stringer <laughs> and all the fish swam off and I got another stringer. So. <laughs> twice. <laughs> Not bad. It was, that was a fun day. But yeah, no, fishing with these guys down south, man, is just a different breed. They took me down to South Bay one time and it there's people that know me, and I'm a bigger guy. So South Bay is not notorious. I mean, it's notorious for like pretty sticky. They took mud. him to the back, dude. But uh, that some, mud, yeah. So that mud, yeah, dude. I was seeing. He I knows the seeing, South Bay mud, bro. So I was seeing stars that day, man. I had to get back in the boat. <laughs> scuba, scuba loves that mud too. Heck no. no. That is that the same spot where your dad um, took a little fall last year, Matt? During the shallow sport tournament, man, we're walking and it's you know raining, you know. Just I heard it was pretty bad. It rained the whole I just time. Just flew by at six, five thirty in the morning, yeah. man, right before the tournament, Jeez. and we were all wondering if we're still gonna go. And we see a couple boats starting to head out. We're like, well, we're already loaded up, man. Let's, let's go let's on go. out. Yeah. So we headed out, headed to South Bay first. We get off and we're walking. It's a little rainy, no fish. All right, let's go next spot. My dad's walking next to me. <laughs> And all of a sudden, man, I, like we're close to the boat, man. Like probably like twenty yards yeah, away. It was the mud was bad. The dude, mud. I couldn't. She's like, thank God, it. I like we're almost there to the boat, and all of a sudden, like I just hear a splash. Whoosh. I look to my right. <laughs> this guy is face down in the oh, water, man. Shit, I would have went waders, home. Waders. He has waders on, so water's getting in, right? <laughs> and I just mud see over the knees, yeah, bro. Like, like I just see legs rot in the water. I'm like, I think this guy's playing with me, right? <laughs> so I yell at him. Because like, it's only, t- I mean, how? Because t- it's only ankle deep water, hey, bro. Stand up, stand <laughs> up. You're probably up to your calf, honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's pretty shallow. But you back were going there. with the like, mud. With yeah, the mud, so you were like going in. Dick, yeah, your your calf is probably yeah, your calf deep, but about four feet down in mud too. Yeah, I just boom. I'm like. 
and I feel bad because I yelled at him. I didn't realize he stop embarrassing me. He was actually drowning for like a quick second, and I just remember like a quick instant, just grabbed him from the back. What the hell are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, we got money to go do. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just slipped. And I was like, damn it, man. I was like, let's get back to the boat, dude. And I just see these guys turn away from the boat and start cracking up. And I'm like, it was cool. I didn't laugh, bro. It was cool. No one said nothing. We just started eating our little snack, little breakfast. I'm like, all right, next spot. So are we going to address it or no? So we take off and my dad's sitting in the front and Scuba and these guys are in the back and we're just trying not to laugh so bad dude bro. but that was like very that was like around maybe 9 30 10 no it was still early it was probably like still like eight in the morning well, well like half dude, the guys the, fished that morning well even 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 worse dude so let's just say it was 8 8, 8 a.m dude or so <laughs> and he freaking like man up the whole trip dude like he didn't quit or anything he was already wet from the inside wait, wait, the, what time of year is this tournament it's in this, july right it's in may it was in may, may. It, was may but but it was cold and yeah. it was like we had a cold front yeah a tornado coming yeah morning. exactly that that early. it was crazy yeah, lightning, lightning yeah. all the way there around was a couple everybody. guys that got i know trevor told me he got they got trevor struck a little bit back. yeah, yeah dude. We were back. oh yeah, yeah we, were, we were coming back from right uh I don't know, like 2 30 trying to get the 3 p.m close-up time and I recorded, I have a recording of, it was gnarly coming back. It, it, it was hitting you hard, the, the, the storm. And I remember recording, and I remember just zooming into Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's just slowly done. Yeah, there's a, another one of my guys down there is, um, what's his name? Aaron, uh, Ethan Silva. Ethan, and, yeah. Um, young guy, but they had a top drive that day. And he, every they're all just huddled in a corner. I saw a video on duty. It's like. Yeah, dude, I have I, it on video. Oh, man. I, I, it was. Uh, uh, I think it's a shallow sport with the high tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ha- yeah. It comes out but, in my video, dude. But I think it was like honestly, like fifteen boats hugging the shoreline. Oh yeah, like everyone looked like a parade, know, dude. Like I don't know how they didn't hot. cancel that tournament. No, that's what we were wondering too. Yeah. But they're like, Let's everybody go comes in, dude. I mean, hotels are booked. Oh yeah, like I wanted, I was gonna fish money. it, but my fiance was graduating that weekend. I was like, oh my god. But thank God I didn't go. Yeah, no, it wasn't Jeez. worth it. <laughs> I fished. I fished with a uh, Lone Star guide, uh, Travis, okay. Elliot Barr, um, Hannah. Gotcha. And um, I mean, we we kept coming back into the condo just because Travis and Hannah. I mean, and their parents. You know what I mean. So it's it, it was not. They safe. didn't feel yeah. safe no, out there. It, it wasn't yeah. safe. You know, and they they. I mean, they kept pushed, putting in. You know, wanting to fish, yeah. but at the end of the day, it wasn't worth it. You know, no, I was I was like when they yet. would ask me. You know, like bro, it's. I don't care. You yeah, it's like, it's just money. Well, I might have would have fished it, but who knows? But no, it's dude. That, so that's once not a year, we gotta go. We're going. That's not, that's <laughs> yeah. not worth we, it. Yeah. It's, well, it, it, it's not. Uh, I understand them, the family and yeah, stuff. Exactly. We're younger. Well, actually, well, Willie, really, it wasn't. But he was still <laughs> down to go, and and he, Jason, was so mad because he, he, we kept giving him shit, like, "Hey, where you at?" Blah blah, like this and that, and and we were out there fishing, not the greatest type of fishing either, but like we were still out there. Exactly, you but never know when. Hey, we put a trout in the bore. Eh? Y'all didn't want to get it down. <laughs> <laughs> and it was my dad's. He so when I take my dad fishing, it's you know he'll we'll, we'll take him, but exactly. he always catches the biggest. That's fish how my dad is. He always shows time. me up. And he he always. I'm surprised you took your dad, bro, because like you take your dad fishing, and it'll be Matt and his dad and Scuba and myself or whoever, right? And they'll put the dad on one side of the boat, like dude, you have you can <laughs> throw like, in front side, of you all He's the way to the, the right. Way. But he'll fucking cross everybody, bro. And, he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, 
How you're on that's a throw <laughs> this way. That's like, dude, my dad will go, we'll hit a drift or whatever, and he's just same thing, kind of just sitting on the seat, and like you go with the wind, right? And so no, this guy turns around, goes against the wind, and Damn he's only man. casting five feet. Yeah, pulls up a twenty-six inch trout. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me start fishing that way. And no, and the worst part is that he would be really into fish. And he's not even telling us anything. <laughs> he's just there and he's doing his own thing. We look back. What? Like, you got a fish? <laughs> guys, guys. Yeah. 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 All you hear is the like the fish splatter on the boat because he'll just put it up. <laughs> and like, dude, what are you? He's like, oh yeah, I had one. Nah. He didn't dude, say nothing. Sad, no, my dad. No emotion. No nothing. It was like nothing. it was like a twenty-one inch, twenty-one yeah, and a half. Dude, like, no. That was when the, it was at the the length. It was twenty-three. Yeah. So so we were kind of like. 20, 21 and a half, we, we thought it was a good a good fish, right? But not midway. There was guys there with tw- no 23 what, dude, yeah. inch trouts. Yeah. We're like, we're good. We even <laughs> saw one guy going over, right? <laughs> oh, right in yeah, front of right us. One guy was like, he had like a 23 and a half trout. 24? Oh, yeah, the one that, that turned it in, and she's like, uh, I, I can't take that. You got to go yes. <laughs> take that with you. Go run. Yeah, I think Game Boy wasn't there, but yeah, he was, she, pretty, <laughs> she pretty much just said that, and he just Thing went was frozen already from the ice. I was like, I'll just take it uh, away, man. I, I don't even time. know what happened after that. Jeez. We went to go take our picture. This guy said, hey, let's go take a picture. I don't know what the fuck you want to take a picture for. Wait, we don't even have <laughs> a fish. You gotta, uh, we have this fish. No, no, no fish. No fish <laughs> in the picture. This is the three of us right there without a fish. <laughs> just smiles, dog. You gotta have yeah. something to put on the refrigerator, yeah. dog. Come All on. wet, <laughs> drenched, like literally drenched. Screw that, man. No, no matter what jacket you had that day, water was gonna go through. Uh, it yeah. never stopped. Oh, yeah, unless you have a Magellan. Yeah, yeah, Magellan. DJ protein. Yeah. Grundins, bro. You need to eat oh, Grundins. Our offshore boy, you know. Yeah, yeah. of course he has. You want to stay dry? Get Grundins, bro. What about frog togs, dog? Jeez, come on. Down the end. But I don't know if they have the same. Uh, nah, man, you got like the IP rating or whatever I don't it's even called. Know what for IP sure. is, man. But no, it's a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. When it comes out of that stuff, dude, I'm a gelling all the way. Anything cheap at Academy, man. That's what I'm getting. That's my boy right there. He knows. There you go, dude. He DJ's knows. been talking. He gives us so much shit because we buy Sim stuff every this once is in a while. Sims Club right here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the rod business is good, man. But I don't want to spend my money on that. I'd rather no. The Sims Club over here. Do you? Do you do uh, tournament fishing? We do. We um, I fish a couple of them here locally. Um, but no, my goal is this this next year. I want to do I want to do something down south. I definitely want to do that. Um, the ones here locally here in Galveston, there, there's no. I mean, yeah, they're still fun to go do. You can win thousand two hundred. You actually $2, just won a place on one of them. Yeah, most most tournaments I fished this past year, and this is I I'm in this industry. I make really good connections, and so I don't pre fish. I just Taylor or Tanner here locally calls me. He's like, hey, man, let's go fish a tournament. And I also fished one with the K-Wig guys, Jimmy Frosto and Jody Morrison, which Jody's on our pro staff as well. Um, did a, um, what was it? It was a blackjack tournament, so closest one to 21. So I placed in the flounder. Um, Jody placed spots overall. But most most tournaments, we always placed, like, top five. I think we did five this year, and we all placed top five. Um, the guys with... Uh, was taylor and tanner we i mean we caught studs that day we're like oh dude we got we sat in one spot all day probably caught 100 redfish two that were like nine pounds right at 28 inches kailbait guys pull up behind us cash a check we're like oh bumped us off the board but yeah no I, we fish a lot of tournaments here that's primarily when i get my fishing in um being in the fishing industry normally when there's good weather people want the rods right now so 
That's why we kind of build in rods. We kind of hang back and build some rods, but yeah. also got into golf too. So golf takes up a lot of my time, unfortunately. Oh yeah. For right, <laughs> hey, but real quick with the the tournaments, uh, you done any sponsorship on those? We any? do. Um, we want to get more into it. We do. Um, we do sponsor quite a bit down south. Any uh, actual pro staff that you get in those uh, tournaments as well? Um, we're not. We don't do too. We don't do the entries. We'll do the rods. Like Willie mm. and these guys, they fished um, yeah. Roy's tournament, right? Yeah, Roy's. Gave them all rods to fish that. Um, we try to stay away from the monetary stu- uh, monetary stuff just because we want to keep it fair. We don't have enough money to pay for everybody's tournaments. We don't want to show favorites, but if you guys right. need a rod, I'll give you guys a rod. Um, I have and a that tournament goes- next week. You want a rod? <laughs> I was like, I have a tournament next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but yeah, no, man, it's, when, when it comes to stuff like that, um, we love giving rods, man. I think that goes farther than money um, just because it's our brand. Oh, yeah. It has our stuff on it. Um, people win them. People fish them. Um, like I know Roy's tournament a couple of years ago for the um, Redfish series. The Redfish series, yeah. yeah. You you did give away for I think we I donated think first, second, and third we place. We donated no? twelve rods overall, twelve or fifteen. We did because wow. it was like four Towards stops. So we did one three, we did three stops. Is this for each uh, series, like the first, second, and third? We did one for we did four for every single one of them. Oh wow! So yeah, we did that. Um, we do a couple kayak tournaments down there. I can't remember those names. Um, but yeah, pretty much. If it's, it's if it's a decent sized tournament, yeah, we're we're yeah. gonna. If you guys reach out, we'll donate rods. Um, but we don't like to do like. There's a tournament every single weekend. I can't. True. We can't afford to to no. do that every single weekend. And, and, and also goes back to partnership because exactly. Roy had. Um, he was selling you rods. No exactly. Method. He was our rods were in R and R down there. We have them in um, or they're they're kind of in hook line and sinker. Um, but yeah, we kind of got out of selling in stores. Because it's almost easier for you guys to call us and tell us exactly what you want instead of what's on the shelf. And so, as in, um, like the actual uh, store dealer coming yeah. to you and telling you, you know what, I give me five of these. Exactly, five, yeah. and it, it's we, I, I, we want to talk to every single customer. And Bro, so, you, you, and I believe you build a better relationship. Exactly, and, and not with the rod. I mean, not with the customer, but the rod builds a better relationship with the buy. I mean, with the guy that's fishing. It. Exactly, you, you know what I mean. It's not like Nick is not. Obviously, he's building a relationship, but that rod is going to be, you know, specifically for the person that's calling in. Exactly. Because you can go to Academy and you'll see the same rod, you know, 20, 20 yeah. rods mm-hmm. in each Academy. And so you wonder, like, dude, well, these are mass produced. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you guys over there are like individually touching yeah. every single eye. Exactly. Every single thread. I mean, you guys. And that's mostly me. I mean, I do. I build like 95% of the rods. We got clay that's helping us now, but. Yeah, no, it's and it's it's hard still trying to reach out to every single customer, but that's what we started the company on, and we still want to continue. But if you place an order today, I will talk to you in the next twenty four to forty eight hours, and it's not no like five minute conversation. It's like it's a good thirty thirty five minutes every time, and that's why we have so many guys come up to the booth, and it's like, hey, like, and I I, I feel bad, and if you guys came to the fishing show, like if I didn't remember your name. I apologize if I it's didn't. It's not a five remember. minute. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I apologize if I, if I didn't remember your name at the fishing show. It's it's a good thing for us. I mean, we have a lot of customers now, and that's so, good. That's but a good thing. for the most part, like if you come talk to me, it's like, yeah, dude, I can remember your rod. Like, I can. It's just weird. I can remember almost every single rod I built. And um, but yeah, no, it's just easier to talk to those guys and get it built the way you want to, and instead of mass producing them, send them to shops. 
Um, and it's just it just builds a better customer relationship too. Hey, but going back to uh, a local shop you mentioned right now uh, with Joe at uh, Hook Lane Sinker. I love that guy. Yeah, he's a cool cat, man. I've been at his store twice. Um, I got a couple of his autographs too. (laughs) (laughs) I I really am a fan of his store only because he does feedback to the locals Mm -hmm. uh, like you that uh, business owners that are starting off from scratch and you go in the store and you see a lot of that brand. And he talks about it. I was able to talk to him about a year ago with him briefly about the stuff that he has around. Yeah. But he even has Sims. I mean, he has yeah. a whole wall. Yeah, that, that dude, his whole inventory, yeah. bro. It's beautiful. The reels. Dude, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. talking about like 500 plus reels. In, that guy in is store. probably one of the... And I hear this from Shimano. Like We deal with Shimano quite often. They're like, if you guys want to be like a well-known store, and they always go back to Joe. They said, Joe Martinez yes. down in Hook, Line, and Seeker has the most stock. Yes. In Texas, because he does it the right way, he orders yeah. and orders, and that's why he always has stuff in yeah. stock. It's be- it's a beautiful store, yeah. and I, I guess going to the main question on that, uh, you mentioned that you kind of got out of way away from those stores. Yeah. Um, does Joe still uh, go out of his uh, way? Because I mean, it is in a way go out of his way to put something that yeah. he doesn't really have to put in his store because exactly. it's a custom order mm-hmm. that he's going to put out uh, to expect maybe. I could sit there a whole year, right? Yeah. Uh, are you pushing something like that? Because I, I, I just love the fact that you were in his store. I mean, yeah. I hope you still are. It's. I, I definitely want to still yeah. be in his store. If he ever, if he calls us tomorrow with an order, yeah, yeah like we're gonna do it. But no, like and like you said, he gave he gives companies like a new company's a pretty good deal. Like, hey, come to my shop. I'll help you. I'll help yeah. you out as much as I can. He did that for me. I walked in there one day. I was visiting from out of town. I was visiting family, and he lives or that shop's pretty close to my aunt's house. And so um, walked in there one day and I had a couple, st- I had like a hat on or a shirt on and we got and got to chit chatting and like, hey man, I build rods. Like, he's like, oh really? I was like, what's, what, he's like, what's your name? I was like, Vega Rods. He's like, oh, I've been getting a lot of questions about it. Like, I'd love to carry your rods and ordered right there and wrote me a check. And I was like, oh crap, like I got to build some Dude, rods now. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And that was probably like three years ago. Now it was like very, it was like very very early and i think there's like one or two of those rods still left in there like original logo everything but uh yeah he ordered like 10 rods brought them down there and he sold quite a bit of them and um but yeah we just kind of stopped promoting the shops a little bit and that's kind of like on my end we just got too busy with the custom orders we just don't have um those type of stores exactly you know even the island i mean uh, you don't have you know a good something that yeah. pops up and be like hey we're going there you have to go back to pi and exactly uh see what you can find across you know because it's yeah. still not going to be ideally what you're looking for see, and yeah. even you guys then, have a lot of that stuff there like we think i think you guys have tons of tackle shops you come here we have like ftu academy anglers anonymous and cabela's what else do you need but that's <laughs> it i mean yeah. but like you limited. those big box stores don't carry guys like um, naughty stringers and like Mansfield knockers and stuff like that. Like, I want to fish that type of. Stuff. I love supporting local, and a lot of guys yeah. do. Like, that's the best thing about being in Texas. Like, people from Texas want to be want to buy Texas made products. Yeah. Exactly. Like, kind of like the new Bates fishing reel. Like, we sold a shit ton today, and those reels are gonna go out of stock from every single store here locally because they are Texas based. They're made out of Dallas. And so people love supporting Texas. That's why we kind of got pretty big too. Like we started doing all the Texas theme rods and rattlesnake rods and everything like that. And 
people ate it up and i'm doing oh, like okay. they put, remember seeing they that put, uh, the, back in 20 when you said the rattlesnake right yeah, yeah. The, the skin of the yeah, rattlesnake yeah, yeah. And that's and the, that's and real rocket. that's real rattlesnake that's yeah. not anything fake or anything like that that's that's shot out in um hopefully this is legal but people shoot them out in west texas north dude, texas we have a couple them. yeah and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, no, I'm being serious <laughs> I can't, are, dude i hate yeah snakes, I, we, I mean, we about a year ago we encountered a I mean, the biggest i've seen and we kind of like lost ourselves because it, we were, it was so big yeah uh i don't know who had a hangout at the time and it was so late that it just went into the brush and yeah. it was massive bro. we were just stunned on how big yes, we were exactly. walking looking for some neil guy and we just ran across it and it's like and it's scary because uh, one, it was right next to the blind, one of our yeah. uh, local uh, hunters, and well, you know, it, it you know potentially coming out again from the exactly. same spot, You're or been on it, uh, his kids shit. and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's yeah. not good, uh, dude. So I, yeah, keep ki- keep yeah. killing them. <laughs> I, hate, I hate snakes, but yeah, no, they do make for a pretty good cool rod. I mean, we get them shipped in, and we've even have I built some rods for a country singer out in Nashville, and he's like, hey, yeah. dude, like I'm gonna send you some snakeskin to put on my rod. And so he sent us a whole bunch of snakeskin. His name's Chase Bryant. I don't know if anybody's heard of him. He has like a couple good songs on the yeah, radio, yeah, yeah. and um, and this is the whole. Uh, I mean, I'm I just mean, curious. Full, sorry, full, the full rod is whole. No, no, okay. no, no. Probably about a good five inches of the okay. rod is snakeskin. That's about cool. all we could really do on there. But we do also abalone, which is, is because uh, that's of what the, I was going to tell you. The diameter of the blank. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So with the abalone, same thing. Like it's a, it's a lining of an inside of a shellfish, and so. Um, that stuff comes out, but it's it's pretty hard, and so we can't really get it all the way around the rod without it cracking so much. And so, it, but bay rods are pretty pretty thin, so you can't do too much with them. Yeah, but um, and yeah, no. the skin yeah, pretty sensitive to, to use. The what? skin pretty sensitive to use. Um, for the most part, but we got some guys at the shop that do, I mean they can do yeah. with their eyes closed. I don't personally put on the rod. I you do the rest of the I stuff. Do yeah. the, I, I can make it look pretty pretty nice, but okay. they put the rattlesnake on there. What's the one of the coolest things you've had to custom on that? The buck hook rods you made the for buck us. The buck hook rods are pretty good. I, know, I remember the, there was a roster rod on there. I ah, love roster colors, man. The caveman. Yeah. I could tell. Oh, yeah. You told me that. You, you told me that, dude. Yeah. I love to do those rods. Yeah. I love roster rods. But no, the coolest rod I think we've ever built, Um, it was for the head game warden commissioner out of Louisiana. And this was a sword rod. And um, he happens to own an alligator farm. And so, and he supplies all Louis Vuitton with alligator skin for all their purses and stuff like that. And so he sent us a skin. Uh, that, that seems like a kind of monopoly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he also happens to own like one of the biggest houses in Louisiana or something like that, which is, I mean, besides a point, but um, sent us this alligator skin. It came in and it was like, he sent us like a black one, brown one, and a blue one. And so they dyed it blue. And he's like, I don't know how you guys can put this on the rod, but do it. And so with the sword rod, you have a big 12-inch grip, and the diameter is pretty pretty thick. Mm-mm. And <laughs> I was going to say girthy, <laughs> but I want to stay away from that. <laughs> but, uh, he came yeah. quick with the reply. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Willie's pretty good at that. He's so <laughs> <laughs> quick. Get a couple more of these Budweiser's, and I mean, he might start acting up even more. No but, one's uh, drinking Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, so... He sent us that skin, and he was like, see what y'all can do with it. And so we we all, and there's a group of guys at the shop, and we all kind of sat there like, what can we do with it? Like, how the hell do we incorporate this in, into the rod? This take a minute to, to figure out? Oh, yeah, like several weeks. I mean, at that point, like, he gave us, like, no timetable. It's like, whenever, it's like, just make it beautiful. So we're okay. We're sitting there, and we're thinking, it's like, hey, what if we, like, put it on, and made it, like, a part of the grip? And we're like, okay. So we started doing that and started cutting it and kind of, like, making it fit on there. 
and it worked. And so all of a sudden, like we came out with this rod, and it was the full twelve inch grip, and it was just all blue alligator skin. Then Alex from the shop, man, he's I mean that dude's fucking talented, and he came out and he did like this beautiful fucking baseball stitch one. Dude, that rod was awesome. And it, if we would have sold that for like normal price, I think it's a four thousand dollar rod. Wow. Yeah. So we took it, we, um, Tyler from the shop hand delivered it to Louisiana when he caught a swordfish on it with the guy too, but no. By the I way, guys, there's a market by 4,000 now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but dude, it's dope. Is there competitions for like rod building? Oh yeah. Like we've get invited quite often. There's some like, no, I think there's one coming up like next week or something like that. International rod building showcase. And there's. Bro, you go to one, you have a support team that'll go. Yeah. On. But dude, Let no, it's like when there's some guys out there, man, like they can make these design, like they could do this whole design on this beer can and with thread they can like weave dude it's i mean it's hundreds of hours of labor into it so you i mean you can't make money off that there's you have to charge seven thousand dollars for the rod but the it's just art did you think yeah, threat? threat yeah the 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 use it for the for the ice no, no yeah no, no yeah he's, well he's yeah, right, it, yeah it is that but when they do the designs on like right where the grip ends yeah and then they do like a like you said you know yeah. sometimes it's the snake skin sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The cross wraps and stuff like that. That's all. Think about like sewing thread. Correct. That's what we use to put on rods. Yeah. It's very, it's even, it's way thinner than that. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I got to wear glasses when I'm doing this. I'm only 24 years old and I feel like I'm going blind. Buddy, we but, got one. We'll get to right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. No, I mean, the thread's like sewing thread. Like what you guys, like the stitching on your shirt right there, that's about the size that we're using. Shit. And we got to put that all. We have power wrappers and you adjust the speed with your foot and stuff like that. But if you guys are ever You're used moving to the, the, the actual speed of it? With, yeah, with your feet. It's not like a mm. adjusted speed. No. Dude, I can go as fast as I want to. It's like, think about it, a gas pedal. Mm. You're, you're, you, like this is on the one specific rod that you're working on. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, it, it's like a you have a little motor on the end, and you put your, you, they have a couple of chucks. You have like three or four chucks on it, and then you tighten it down, put the rod in there so, so it can spin. And then, but you adjust your speed. Like, I do, if you look at my foot, I do this all day. My calf yeah, is yeah. thick on this side, man, because that's all you I do. Got to change it up, but <laughs> <Great>. Exactly. <laughs> but no, man, it's when you, if you guys ever like back in the area for a decent amount of time, like come by the shop, dude, y'all can build a couple of rods yourselves. It's, Everybody think there's like they're painted. They come straight from the factory. No, dude, there's there's some labor that goes into these rods. I just had Anthony from Laguna Life come in, yeah, and he's sitting there like, "Well, dude, what the hell is it? Yeah, when you want a rod in two weeks, this is what I go through." I was like, "Yeah, it's not easy." <laughs> but no, but I seen the videos. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, it's man. Crazy, man. But you I, love it. I love it, man. I I I can sit there. I listen to podcasts all day long and build rods and hop on the phone. Going, I hope you're yeah. listening to the Buckhook podcast. Also, I listen to Stookies. And, <laughs> there you go. And Naughty Shrimp Shout out. and all that. But no, that that guy's great too. Stookies a good guy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, Nick. Um, I know you said right now it, it takes an hour yeah. for you to build a rod. What about when you first started, oh, bro? Man, days, like, man. Like really? <clears throat> think about it. I would I would come back from work and school and. and I was a full-time student doing 12, 13-hour cl- or thirteen-hour payloads of classes or whatever. So I was in school full-time. and um, But yeah, dude, it would take me. And the stuff I have at the shop now is all, like, made for us to work fast. No, dude, I was hand-reaming. And only rod builders understand this. But I was hand-reaming um, grips out, which is, I mean, tough on itself. And making rods a dirty process, too, like, from the epoxy and mixing all these different epoxies together, five-minute epoxy, one-hour epoxy. Um, but, yeah, dude, it would take me, when I first started, like, six hours and probably 
another two hours to line up the guides. Because if you line up guides, like, yeah, guides are straight, but it's all done by hand. It's all done by line of sight, too, so. A little move on something and you go crooked. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, so six hours to an hour now. Yeah, but I mean, I think of, I mean, I, I, at one point, man, when I was working check and bottom in, um, in Vega Rods at the same time, I was probably building six, seven hundred rods a year, like in epoxying every, like every wow. rod for sword rods gets epoxied three times. And I was doing, I was epoxying like 20, 25 rods a day at one point. And yeah. so, but yeah, no, I've, I've built, for my age, I've built quite a bit of rods. I couldn't even put a number on it. Hey, buddy, and, and you're, uh, I just didn't hear what you said earlier, but you're working on all the rods, correct? Every single, I build sword rods, yeah. I build tuna rods, yeah. I build fly rods. And you mentioned 90, about 90, 95% of the, it's mainly you. Yeah. On the, on the bay On the bay rods, yeah. On the bay rods, everything else. And that's kind of like, it, the Vega rod is still my baby. I'm and not ready to get that up yet. if that's the case, on the other side, yeah. um, there's those guys been doing yeah. it a little longer in that end so we have um so alex is probably the oldest guy at the shop and he's been building rods since the 80s then you have andrew which is the shop manager he's been building rods for around seven eight years and me now i've been building rods for four years um clay is a buddy of mine that we met in high actually we went to intermediate school together and we went fishing one day and we offered him a job i was like hey you want to come in and work for us like, hell yeah he wants to come in and work so He's with us, and then Miss Kim, she worked at FTU at the cash register for four or five years, and that was one of Alex's good friends, and when she wanted a job, we gave her a job, so she had never built a rod before, like, two years ago, and now she probably wraps. Now some of you she listening are, are throwing her rod. <laughs> exactly, man. She she built, and when I say wrap, it means wrapping guides. Hey, Nick, so um, these rods... Are all like the same company or are you using different blanks for different rods? At the at the beginning, we were using a lot of bats and enterprises, which comes from uh, they make rain shadow. And those guys have been super good to us, man. They've we spent a lot of money with them, but they also treat us very good. Um, so, no, we kind of branched out a little bit. I don't want to get too deep into what we use. Cause, yeah, you don't have to. But, um, but yeah, we use several different companies now, and but materials are all different. Like, we'll have some RX-6s, some RX-7s, which is all different components or different materials that are made for the blank and stuff like that. Some make it more durable. Some make it more performance-based. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, for the most part, I mean, we have some new Japanese Torre blanks that just came in that we're using um, some carbon blanks. We're gonna be doing some carbon fiber blanks, um, but yeah, graphites, composites. We use we use it all. And um, Nick, so if someone wants to do a custom a custom rod, you know, and I guess what are some of the questions that you're gonna ask that customer? Like, what do you like? I guess what type of guides? You exactly. Know, like cork or uh, carbon fiber? Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> I, I was there too. <laughs> At one time, he's like, I told Nick, Nick, I want a fucking badass Vegas yeah. rod. I mean, and, it, it, you go for it, yeah. And he's like, are you sure? How and bad? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, are you sure? How much, get how ready much money to spend wanna, some money. Yeah, how much money you want to spend? But no, yeah. I mean, it, it goes, I mean, we have rods anywhere from, well, we're going to have another one that's going to come out for like 180, 185, kind of make that a more economical rod. Um, but you're not going to be able to customize that to an extent like how oh. you do now. Yeah. Um, that would be eventually for more shops and stuff like that. Um, but so no, what are no, some no. other questions that you're going to, let's say Scuba. Scuba wants a, a rot. So what, what type of what type of fishing do you do? Uh, 
a lot of waiting, um, okay. mainly waiting off the boat. So like six 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 eight. What do you throw now? Uh, seven. Seven. Heavy light. So spinning casting. Spinning. You like it because you can cast farther and stuff like that with the seven foot. Yes, sir. Are you as accurate with the seven foot as you are with the? Very much. Yeah. Very much. So accurate. Shorter you go, the more accurate to get. The longer you go, the more casting distance you get. And then, um, but yeah, then we'll go off of guides. Like, that really depends on how much money you want to spend. If you want to kind of keep it below 300, we'll go stainless guides, black stainless, which are just as good as long as you clean your stuff, wipe it down, they'll last you forever. Um, but if you don't, if you're kind of hard on your stuff and don't clean it as good, which I fall in that category, um, you want to go titanium. You want to go titanium recoils or titanium with inserts. Um, and that just goes off the price, how much you want to spend. If if you want to kind of stay on a budget, stainless, cork, carbon fiber, um, EVA, wind grip, stuff like that. How about a better, uh, like a better question on mine? Uh, let's say I've I've had a, a Stratic 5000 mm-hmm. I've had, and I've been wanting to add a nice length rod to it for exactly. the jetties, for the surf. Yeah. What yeah, is exactly. something? Something that you can throw out. Yeah. At the because we, we, Jay yeah. and I, for the past year and a half, been looking looking for something in that Dude, specific. Yeah. just built uh, one, one for me. Yeah. I think yeah. yours was like I used a it on a couple of the yeah. trips this past summer, dude. But Do you like use it too, Jay? It was like, it, I think you had like a little diamond wrap on it, like a little um, fish girl wrap. Oh, on the it blue one? Some, yeah, uh, with some blue and some yeah. gray. I think you had gray on it too. No, that might have been somebody else. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, a, that's, that, that's another one. Yeah. That's but the you one you... The blue and gold one? Yeah, the, gold. The, the, the black and gold. Black and gold, yeah. Oh, that's but no, nice like when you, when you go on yeah. jetties, I mean, you want to cast farther, you go longer. I mean, that's just, I mean, you're able to whip it out a little bit further, but... I mean, like, you go eight, nine, ten footers, but when you go to nine and ten footers, we can't ship those. I mean, we can, but you're going to pay, like, 200 bucks for shipping. Um, so then you go two-piece, unless you have, like, Willie that has a guy that comes down quite often and takes a rod back with him. But, <laughs> but yeah, he'll stop in the shop. He does that. He does that pretty often. But uh, 50 bucks. <laughs> pay for the gas. Bucks. But, yeah, no, I mean, you want it for jetties. You want to go a little bit longer, a little bit stouter because you're catching tarpon. You can catch tracks, stuff like that out there, big bull reds and and, and this type of rod has a like you mentioned has a nice whip like that yeah. you're able to you want to have a nice lure yeah. out there fast action yeah. you want to have something a little bit limber tip so you can really get that lure out there because you you can I mean you can cast before summer but you'll be hearing from me let me know <laughs> well yeah bro we got the shallow sport tournament we got yeah. the shallow stalker tournament we, uh, we I do want I want to be a part of the shallow sport tournament so if anybody needs a team member let me know I don't own one I think Willie might get one soon bro, hopefully bro <laughs> hopefully hey uh, are you able to come down and maybe uh, showcase your rods I mean, yeah I know in the years past we've done the show in the McAllen the McAllen Expo or something oh, like that okay um, it's a little far for us. We got to put all the guys up in hotels and stuff like that. And, but it was a good show for us, man. But no, for the most part, we got a pretty good foothold in the Valley, but I definitely want to get bigger down there. You can always get bigger. And so I think that's going to come for the shops. I think shops are going to be an important thing. I know a lot of other rod companies like Murky and all those guys are killing it with the shops. And, um, you think yeah, that's the next step for you? For I you think, guys? I think shops going to be a big thing. I know we want to get into some local shops here, like Anglers Anonymous and some other guys. Um, but yeah, I think shops will be beneficial for us, but also social media. I mean, social media has always been huge for us. Uh, always posting on Instagram. I post every day, Monday through Friday before 9am. So when people are waking up, kind of going to work, kind of, I mean, no matter what, everybody's checking the phone while they're driving. And I don't promote that, but they're checking the phone while they're driving or walking in the office or kind of just like mingling around always on the phone in the morning. Um, so yeah, we always post in the morning. 
Um, I'm very active on Instagram. If you guys text me on Instagram, I'm most likely text back within the next five, ten minutes. But yeah, I mean, Instagram's gonna be good for us for for a long time. Facebook's gonna be good. Um, we gotta work on our website. It's not the best thing right now, but we're we're working on that one soon. But yeah, man, it's just about um getting guys like more guys on the pro staff. We want more guys on the pro staff. Um, get a song, get a song. Let's do it. <laughs> I know you guys got a couple rods right now, so I mean, I think we can work something out. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I just broke my G Loomis, dude. So I know a guy. It, it's it's a perfect time. I know a guy. Just can't wait to test that road out. Let me know, dude. Send me some pictures. Like <laughs> dude, Matt, literally, as soon as you guys leave, what he's going to do is he's going to go over there to the corner, pick up his rod, pick up his new reel. Leave me alone. Take a picture. Put String it up. Dude, he already said Monday. Like, um, I was asking Monday, school like, Monday, I'm going I was out. like, should I just call him Monday too? Uh, just go <laughs> yeah, when this episode comes out, we'll probably be out at the port fishing. Nice. If you so. need an excuse, dude, let me know. I can write you a little excuse to get off work. You guys. <laughs> hey, Nick. So tire, man. I got to switch. I got to stay. We, uh, we're here in Houston. I know you guys have to go already. Um, you have thrown that invite, so you, we will be back. We yep. do want to go back to your shop. Come by the uh, shop dude, that's man. one of the things I told these guys. Dude, I, I told Jay, it sucks that, I mean, not really, right, because we're here, right, yeah. and we're having a great oh, time. next one needs to be at the shop for sure. For sure, So yeah. that's why I told him, yeah. dude, I wish you guys were like, because, I mean, I only seen it, seen it in videos, right, yeah. uh, and I want to be there as yeah. well. But I want to see the whole process, bro, oh, the dude, assembly line, the... The whole shop and, and it just looks amazing. A, it's three thousand square foot of rod building. We don't sell lures. We don't sell line. We we do sell the planks and all that stuff there. But I mean, and we do sell our, our rods there. But it is Monday through Friday, nine to five. We have guys in chairs building rods, spinning them, putting them on dryers. I mean, it's a process, man. Brother, can someone come in to the actual yeah. location and like? You yeah. know, talk Dude, we have an, we have an open concept, so okay, we cool. built it specifically for people to come in and watch how to build rods. We don't do class or anything like that, but if you guys walk in and pick up your rods, you can see all the way to the back wall, and you can look over the wall and just see. Everything. We have all of our stations, and my station might be a little messy on it. I mean, that's me, but uh, but yeah, dude, y'all can come in. We we always have tours. We have guys. We'll bring guys in the back and say, hey, this is this section. That's that section. We have our thread. All, I mean, we probably have. Five, seven hundred, five to six hundred spools of thread of all these different colors that you can Damn. choose from. And if you if you don't find a color that you like on that rod, we can make it. We can make it with paint. We can do we can do pretty much whatever you want. But yeah, please come by the shop. We encourage everybody who's in the area to come by the shop. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be there, dude. And like I said, we'll we'll record an episode there because yeah. it'd be cool to yeah, we'll get Tyler record, Hass on there. Yeah, maybe we with, can. With your, yeah, with talk to the chicken bottom. Yeah. Check and get the offshore side and get the inshore side. And if it's a good weather window too, we might be able to go sword fishing. Or I got a skiff. We can go on the skiff and got Dang, plenty of guys. Sword fishing, yeah, dude, it'd be crazy. And uh, give the listeners the uh, the information on where they can find you. Yeah, so we're uh, Vega Dot Rods on Instagram. We're Vega Rods on Facebook. Um, websites vegarods.com and then if you guys have any other questions stuff like that do you go on the instagram my phone number's on there emails on there um but the best way to probably get in contact with me is instagram dm i answer those like crazy so but yeah so yeah guys if you're serious about ordering a rod uh, make sure you head on over to vega.rods um, on instagram instagram and uh you know start communicating with with nick it's a good opportunity for you to build exactly what you want for the colors, the, the type of water, yeah, the type of water you want, and um, you know, with us, we got those those offshore rods and yep. we love them, and and you know, now that we've been communicating, we're, we're gonna build a relationship, dude. Let's and, do it, man. Um, I want the whole team here to to you know eventually, all yep. of us be throwing. You know, we got Willie throwing Vega rod now. Yep. We got 
uh, Matt throwing that now. And so, you know, me and Scuba would jump on board. Yeah. And then, uh, post DJ offshore, you know, he has a few rods over there as we well. Yeah. Let's do it. We can, but we build children. Not trolling casting rods. them, trolling them. We do children <laughs> rods all day long. So, uh, well, we you know, I appreciate you coming yeah. on, dude. Again, we'll we'll meet up again and we'll have yeah, a, a longer episode. You know yeah. what I mean? Let us know when is the good time to come for the fishing trip. Whenever. Summertime, man. Yeah, well, summertime is the I way to come. I heard over here it's a little rough, right? Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's always rough. but It's deeper. <laughs> uh, not like not like y'all's <laughs> rough, man. It, you get, you get a fifteen mile an hour wind over here, dude. You better uh, you better stay home. That's dude, it's, that's what if you got a me, v, dude. if you got a V hole, you can make it. But if you got a skiff like me, you, you gotta go come well. back without a bag, dude. What do you mean you don't make it, dude? Oh, dude, you go. We got where I fish is like three to four feet of water. It's, yeah. I don't fit. We don't have any grass. We have shell, we have mud, and we have a little bit of grass, but. Mm-mm. Unless you go to the back lakes, and back lakes, yeah, that's not bad. It's like west of Long Bar, buddy, every day. Yeah, it's bad. You know that. You know we're when not it, getting off. You know when it, <laughs> you know when it gets windy outside of the Port Mansfield Marina and stuff like that. Oh, when it gets yeah. real deep and real choppy, if it's windy, I hate it's that, like bro. it's like that here uh, quite often. We'll make the trip, man. We'll make it. Let's do it, dude. We got we got good captains down here that we can guys yeah. get you on. Hey, brother, but like, huge, honestly, like huge congratulations. I, I really it. admired the. The booth you had, it was just uh, a vibe. Uh, yeah. You it's know your shit. You exactly. know what you're selling. It's nothing, it's nothing fancy, man, but it gets the job done and everybody in there. And it's working and it's yeah. getting the name out there, man. I appreciate Congrats, it, man. Brother. I appreciate it. It's been a long, long journey. And without guys like you guys doing the podcast and Willie with the pro staff and the other pro staff down south and here in Galveston, Florida, all those areas, dude, we wouldn't we wouldn't be even close to where we're at today. Tell Willie to step it up on his yeah, content. He's helping Wingborn out right now. I'm pretty happy with that. So yeah. They make good food. All right, Buck Cook Nation. Well, I appreciate y'all tuning in to this episode. Nick, thank you for coming yes, on, sir. brother. I appreciate the last minute, you know, get together. No we will get together sometime soon, and you know, we come basically down. like keep napping from the show. <laughs> We're like, hey, you're coming over here, you're gonna record. I'm down. Dude. I know, <laughs> I know the um, the girls over there are a little bit hungry, so yeah, yeah they're ready to go. So we yeah. we totally understand, man. We're gonna get ready to rock and roll tomorrow at the show for the last day. Yeah, yeah kick some ass, brother. Yeah, dude, we will. We're gonna try. I still got some baits. So the last me, so one. I need to, man. I got some personal stuff over there I don't want to sell, but if it comes down to it, I'll sell it. You got it on you right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's in my truck. Well, right we're going to go, I guess. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, again, have a good one. All yes, right, Bucking Nation. Appreciate y'all. Laters. Thanks, guys. Catch Later. Thank one. you, guys. Thank you. See ya. Peace out.